Now, Dable, after working uh, a fair few years in a big four bank, I want to get to a point where I've got a, a property in Melbourne and a property in Sydney. Now, if I'm in Sydney, Dable, and I'm doing some uh, landscaping, you know who I'm going to? Who are you going to? Dingo Landscapes and Designs. Pat Clark is the main man there. And this is a gentleman who operates, you know, predominantly around the northern eastern suburbs of Probably where I'd be, I would have thought, Dable. For sure. You jump on the his Instagram, at Dingo Landscapes, and you have a look at some of the stuff he's doing. He's got the outdoor areas. He's got the nice pavers out there as well. It, it's sensational. And you hit Pat Clark up on 0408. 485397. Now, he's going to come around and give you a free quote and an on-site consultation. Um, and so tell your friends, but also he's hiring. First, second, third year apprentices, Deeble, give Pat a call. There could be some work for you. Definitely. Just his number again there, 0408 485 397. Hit up Pat and he can sort you out. G'day, Mickey O from the Swans. You're listening to True Blood, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Go, boys. Jeez, this is the most one-eyed podcast. Yeah, it's what we're here to do. Let's go. Right. Let's actually go. For mine, boys. For yours, then. I'm about to blow a gasket in here. You've kicked three goals for the day, Table. What is going on? Damaging team. Damaging disposal. He's been very, very average. Our best is the best in the competition. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Back in the Image Online studio in Abbotsford to review the outstanding win over the Dockers, the upcoming clash against the Dons and everything else Sydney Swans. Joined by a new co-host this week, he's returning for the second time. Matty Donnelly, how are you, mate? Thank you, Dable. I am well, thank you, mate. Mate, look at this. I've got a microphone in front of me this time. This is so much different to last time. (laughs) you got your very own microphone this time, mate. Filling in for the one and only Madison Clark, who is enjoying his holidays over in Thailand. So I hope you're going well, Mads, and we might hear from him in the social seg. But how good was that win against Frio, mate? We are absolutely up and about right now. It just feels like the Swans of old. The Swans of last year, that streak of nine games last year when we were unbeaten, confidence was sky high, and that really screamed through onto the field last week. I think there was just confidence running around that ground and, and... yeah, we're on a bit of a... We called it, didn't we? We called it a, a couple of weeks ago. After that Richmond loss, there were talks of, you know, we might just go on a run now. <laughs> yeah. We might not play finals. But if we do some damage along the way, then that's all we can ask for, right? Finish the season off strong, and we're doing that. Yeah, that's it. And I think it's all starting to come together a little bit. You know, for, for one, personnel's not an issue, and not it hasn't been for the last month. And I think we really saw it. In you know that three weeks ago against Geelong, that first half we we dead set dominated the Cats, and you know they're sitting in eighth position I think now, but you know they're going to be pushing top eight, top four. Uh, but it's we've been able to string three good games together. Yeah, we didn't get the result that we wanted against Geelong, and I couldn't have been more frustrated after that game. But you, you, we pinch one against the Dogs, and then it all starts to come together against Frio, and you know we have a look at some of. You, you dig into the numbers against Frio and everything's pointing in the right direction and the game's starting to come together and I think we're getting a, a bit more right from the coach's box and she's just pointing in the right direction, Maddie. Yeah, absolutely. I think things that we've talked about over the last, you know, two to three weeks with centre clearances and stoppages and all that kind of... These, these numbers that have just been trending in the wrong direction 
are just start. We're just starting to get it right. Yeah, we're just starting to get it right. We're we're a bit cleaner. We're more disciplined. All all the numbers are trending in the right direction now. Yeah, yeah, and we're and we're getting the output from the guys that we need. Like Luke Parker's, he, his back end of the year has been dead set huge. huge. Like his numbers are through the roof. He's had the thirty one on the weekend, and just looks dangerous. And, and he sets the tone in there. He's the clearance work was back for Parks too. I, yeah. I don't think he's been sort of, you know, relying on his clearance work. Uh, as such this year, but like the tackle intent, you know, he's had nine tackles. He's had eight clearances and was clearly the best man on the ground. Do you think, and, and we'll, we'll delve into this once we go through some other players, but do you think the fact that we had Chad Warner back? Yeah. He was a little bit off his game, but come to expect that Errol played a lot of the middle this time and Mills, you know, a little bit banged up on the wing. Do you think that had an impact on, Lukey on Lukey Parker's game because, like you said, it, he seemed to be a bit more involved in getting. Yeah, those. it's an interesting one. You you couldn't solely put it on, I suppose, Errol really going into the middle. But I tell you what, for the first time this year, out of the middle, we hit the scoreboard. Yeah, if the um, it, it was great to see. You know, we we've known it for the last you know, two or three years with this 666 rule, how important it is to get ground position. And we, we saw it out of the middle on the weekend and being able to bounce back quickly when Frio were getting run-ons. Sort of they had kicked, you know, a goal or two and then we would win the next clearance and, and hit the scoreboard. And it is it is interesting with Errol going in there because we, he's been so good for us on a wing, mm. but... He could just be a pure midfielder too. And, and I think we'll see him in both positions. For but sure. To to get things right in there, I think Errol has to go in like we saw. I think he does too. I mean, 22 touches and a goal is a it's a good return. Yeah. Let's not. By his standards, probably not because we, oh, well, we it, hold him to this high. It's level. just not a dominant game. No. But it, it's, a, it's a very serviceable game in there. It is. And Mills just looked all right on the wing, didn't he? Well, it, it's I, mean, a, I know it's not his position, but... No, it's, it's a work rate thing. And, and Mills is always going to have the work rate. And the way he was able to keep his width out on the wings and, you know, get on the scoreboard. Like, we love scoreboard impact from midfielders, <laughs> Matty. And, and the ability for the wingman to work up and down. And we see it a lot with Juzzy. Juzzy yep. hits the scoreboard a lot because he, he's got that work rate and keeps his width. I yep. can't reiterate how yeah. important it is being yep. a wingman. And Millsy got it got out twice in the first half and made the most of his opportunities too. So that I think that's really good. And it, it's nice to know that Millsy was banged up the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Because he was a worry. His form For sure. w- wasn't where it probably wanted to be, but it, having your 20 and kicking two on the wing, it, it's it's a great game from Millsy, the Rolls-Royce. The absolute Rolls-Royce. Yeah, you're right in, in what you said about keeping that width. And, you know, Juzzy, he's gotten forward. He, he He's getting a bunch of inside 50s over the last two or three weeks as well. He's, he's really – I've been so happy with his game over the last month. Yeah. There were a couple of concerns early in the season, mid-season. What's wrong with him? You've cut your hair. Yeah, well, that, that, you, you this is the thing. Game, he's, great. he's grown his hair back and he's got the mullet going again <laughs> yeah. and he's back playing some really good footy. I, I'm really impressed with him as a, as a pure wingman. I think yeah. as a pure, Can we say he's a pure well, wingman I th- now? I, I think, think so. so. I think it's his best position for the side. And I also wouldn't mind him 
playing sort of, you know, pushing up half forward too. He can kick a goal. You can kick a goal and he's got that goal sense, which we love. But, yeah, it, it's just a, that mix in there and probably Chad spending a lot of time forward as well. Like he had the 17 touches, kicked a goal, but he played a lot of time on that forward flank. He so did. I think it's a it's a... It's a nice luxury to have to, you know, work, get some minutes into Chad and not rely on his, you know, 70, 80, 90% game time in the middle. Do you think he's ever going to fix up that whole, just he's a split second late with some of his decision making, isn't he? Yeah. Just a split second. Yeah. You just wish he'd just dispose of it. A little bit quicker. And and that's probably what we saw before he did do that calf. He's in just getting run down and holding on to the ball that little bit too long. And and I think we will. You've you got to what, – what's Chad now, 21? 21, yeah. It, you know, that that's what comes with with years. Uh, and, yeah, look, I think the more he plays, I think he's really going to turn the corner uh, this back half. And we, we need him too because we need as many players firing as we can. Yeah, big time. Yeah, we're not going to – we'll talk about it again in the preview, but it's such a crucial month coming up. Oh, mate. It's like we we drop one game and it makes it harder, still possible. But we'll talk know. about the predictor later. I've been <laughs> you've been playing the predictor. Belting the predictor. <laughs> I ran the numbers. You I can, know what we need to you win. You can spend a lot of time. <laughs> you can spend a lot of time on it, can't you? Mate, we're at the rising sun after that game. I had everyone on their predictors after that game. <laughs> <laughs> so good. How huge, dead set huge was the game from Bud? Huge. Absolutely. It seems like he's just understood his role now. We're we're not kicking it to him all the time. If he's on, if he's on fire, absolutely fucking kick it to him. Yeah. But he's played a bit of a decoy role. He's got up the field a little bit. We know how good his field kicking is. Yeah, and we saw that with the kick to He's Pats. had nine score involvements. That's just mammoth yeah, for a forward. it's huge. And it's funny. It's like he's just learnt the balance of being the decoy. Uh, they they showed it on some Fox footy image um, images of him leading out taking two defenders with him and then us going to the top of the square. Like, that's what we need from Bud and that's what we haven't been getting the the first half of the season. And the, the Buddy Conscious stuff is always going to get spoken about. But it yeah. was clear that he, he's, he's learned that decoy role. You know, we, we sort of had Logan McDonald playing a little bit more of a different role as well. <laughs> like, we're, we're seeing yeah. Logan hitting the pack front and centre. Yeah. And I tell you what, it's interesting. As I said in the in the Bloods, um, True Bloods group before I, we came in, Matty, the the champion data guys were, were talking of where when Logan McDonald was drafted, he was never the crash pack big marking player. No. That's not how he played. He's up the ground, hit up at the target, work right back and, and, and hit yeah. and hit the pack. Yeah. And we saw the skills that he had to snap that ball like he did. Yeah. Read it so well, executed the skill, and I th- and it was his highest rating game of the year. Mm. And and he's had had a couple of big games too. So I think Logan could be used more effective playing more of a flanker's role. Like Eight. like we see from Will Haywood. 87% time on game. Yeah, his tank's massive. Yeah. He just runs. He's young, fit. He just gets around the ground. We saw it last year when he got back in that defensive line of yeah. those. That, that, yeah, that Robbie Fox mother moment. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah, gets up and down the ground. His work rate's huge. And like you said, yeah, he's starting to crash packs. And, and you know, we're starting to put on top of his head and go, mate, do, do a bit of work, print the ground. Let people like let players like Papley and, and Wicks go to work, which they did for sure. And I mentioned a name quickly there before. Will Haywood oh. started the game like a house on fire, <laughs> and it's just that the confidence was back. It's it's funny what confidence one 
set shot can do for yeah. a man's confidence. Like he he flushed that ball from forty five. Um, you could see it on his face yeah, as well after. Just pumped, man. Back to the Wilbur of old that we saw last year consistently. But then, then you know he gets another shot. You know, two minutes later, and he's dobbing him from outside the foot, yeah. like past that forty-five degree angle. Yeah, it's it, it's so good from Wilbur. It is, and there were some serious concerns around him over the last month. Yeah, and it, you know, Madison Clark's probably one of his heaviest critics. Critics, yep. I would say, um, but it's it's justified, I think, over the last month. Definitely. And well, the whole year, bro. We talk about sticking fat with players, yeah. and that's just one we've just got. Just stick with him. He'll get there. And Featured heavily in my same game multi on the weekend because yeah. I, I turned around to the to the crew and said, he's got to come good at some point. Yeah. Has to. And he did. Yeah. And and that's they're the, they're the players that just haven't been up at the standard this year. And that's probably why we see ourselves in this position that, that we do sort of nearly having to rely on other results and that type of thing. But, you know, we get players like Will Haywood contributing like they did on the weekend. It, it it goes a long way to us playing, you know, that, that 10, 15% better footy than what we've seen. Yeah, for sure. The one thing I was really, really impressed by on the weekend was our defensive six. Yeah. I thought our back six was as solid as they have been for the entire season. Yep. Um, we didn't really let, you know, Lockie Shorts, but that, they were a, a few of those goals. Were Second time he's done it to us. Yeah. Kick four last time as well. I do rate him. Um. Yeah, Jai missed, didn't really do much. Took that one pack mark, that yeah. was about it. I thought Tommy had a good hold on him. Um, Rampy did pretty well on, I think it was Ramp. was it Rampy on Walters or was it Harry Cunningham? Yeah, a bit of both, I think. A bit of both, yeah. a bit of a swapping. But no, I thought our back six was really, really solid and... You know, the only one was Blake. He was probably a bit quiet. Didn't get on it. Didn't didn't get on his bike like he usually does. But uh, yeah, I was really happy with our defence. And I mean, just yeah, I thought it was the most complete team performance of the entire season. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's against a side in Frio who you know aren't playing the best footy. So it's good to keep them at bay. And you know, there's a five goal margin there, which it's a clear win for us. But yeah. you're 100 percent right in. in the way the back six did it, and that was the difference in the game. We we were so effective going inside fifty from forty five entries. We scored. We had twenty six pings. Yeah, huge, right? So fifty eight percent. That's way above the average. Yeah. Where we kept uh, Frio to seventeen shots from fifty inside fifties, going at thirty four percent. So that's the difference in the game, and yeah. that just shows how slick the ball movement was. Yeah. And the execution going inside 50, it was great. And that that first quarter was dynamite. It, it was some real sexy footy. Yeah. And, and it's just knowing that we've got that gear to go to. You put teams away early and then teams are going to come back at you. They're, they're, a lot of bar two or three clubs, they're, they're going to make a run at you at some stage. And I just feel like we, we kept them at, at arm's length really well on the weekend. Yeah, definitely that third and, and fourth quarter when they started to come a little bit. It felt like we just did really well to absorb that pressure and then hit back. Yeah. And like you said, kept them at arm's distance. Yeah, I uh, agree with all of that. And um, yeah, I mean, let's not knock Frio. Frio ha- are having a bad year for sure, but they were meant to be going in the same distance, we, the same trajectory we were going. For sure. Yeah, good young side, won a final last year. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem to work for them, but they will be back. Um, so, yeah, just 
big month coming up. For sure. And I made I'm loving the consistency that we're getting out of Braden Campbell at the moment. Yeah, he was really good on the way. It's just that he's getting the ball, you know, eighteen to twenty times a game and always doing something with it. And he and he's got that. He's the most impressive thing for me, and I, I want the faithful to look out for this when you're watching Braden Campbell. Is the first when he as soon as he gets the ball in that first split second, he's making a decision on what he's doing and he evades really well. He'll have someone on him and he'll be able to push off or sidestep or something like that. And it's a really impressive part of his game, which gives him time to re- get onto that left foot or distribute by hand. I'm just really enjoying his decision making, and it's a really important thing to see from a young player. I feel like him along with Errol, they're just. They've got the footy smarts. They yeah. just that they're so smart and they know what to do with it when they get the ball, and that's probably why they get the ball so much is because they don't really put a foot wrong. Braden's gone at ninety five percent disposal efficiency. The, barely the, put a foot wrong. Hundred percent. And then like there, there were a few that went by really high numbers yeah, on the weekend. I'm sure Lloydie did. Um, Millsy was really high. You know that that we were just good with ball in hand and. You know, bar the, the Tommy McCartan turnover on, mm. on going the, the short 45, which I'm sure that'll come up in the reviews and Tommy's just got to be better there. But there there weren't any glaring clangers. No, and not really. It's, it's a really good to see that we're we're ironing them out of the game and, you know, it's, it's just all about building from here. Yeah, for sure. Ryan Clark wasn't used. Oh, yeah, once again. It's Interesting, like, isn't it? It's like, why fucking bother? We we could. It, There's it, two sides of that though. Is who would you have brought him on well, for? And it was the same time they didn't. We bring never him. we never really nailed the game until the last ten minutes. Yeah. So if it's a hard one, isn't it? Well, they, they bought off Armadi, which he, which is probably what could have been done at three quarter time. You mm. know, he's done it twenty five minutes later, and he plays the last three minutes or whatever. Yeah. But it, it, it's. We're not using it to why it's there, and it's a frustrating standpoint. Yeah, I agree. There was, I mean, there was a lot of talk around that. When was it? Two, three weeks ago. Yeah, when he wasn't used, used at we, all. We, we were the second, second team, second site, second time for the entire season that it wasn't used. No, so there were question marks around that. Basically, the third time. And now this is the third time. It's uh, it's a really interesting point. Maybe Ryan Clark's just not the player to play as sub. It's like they're planning for an injury. Like, yeah. I don't think he can do that. Yeah, that's not the use of it. It's, no. You, you bring in a player who can impact the game, whether you're down or you're up. It, it's about icing the game or getting them back in the game. And you've got you've got to choose a player that you're comfortable bringing on. If there's no injuries, you're bringing him on at three-quarter time or, you know, five minutes into the last. You, you've got to give him a run at it. And especially when the VFL have a buyer. Yeah. He's just gone two weeks without any footy. I know. It's unreal. That's not it, great. It's, it's a really interesting point. I'm not too sure what's going on there. It, it essentially puts a line through him to be the sub next game. Next week. There's yeah. no way he's going to Simply feature. can't play him. Simply can't. And, and, and Rowie keeps doing Rowie things. Ultra consistent, man. He's got a role and he just plays it. Plays he? it. Eight tackles, 22 touches, and just getting it done in the middle. And, Ten and then, contested possessions. And, and what's he had clearance-wise? He had the five clearances as well. Yeah. It was really good to even up that clearance stat. It, it's been a glaring thing in our game. And just to know we've got the ability to do it. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've won the clearances by six. And Frio won them, won the clearance game against Collingwood the week before. Yeah, right. So it, it, it's good to know that, that we've got it there. We've got the ability to do it. What did you think of Hayden McLean's game? 
I, I, I really like this agile ruck thing you that do? we're going with. Yeah. It's interesting. It's funny. It was always going to get blasted after that uh, Bulldogs game where he got tailed up by English, which is always going to happen. And the same thing would probably happen, you know, when we play Melbourne, right? It's maybe something you do got to look at for those games, right? But when you've just got a, you know, a Ruckman in Jackson who is the, the agile, you know, lead up forward slash Ruckman, I, I think it goes really well. And, and especially having the midfield that we do, yeah, they, they were able to shark really well. That's key. That's absolute key. If yeah. our midfield wasn't on, we probably don't win that game. Yeah. Jackson's gone 43 hitouts to McLean's 19. Okay. Now, that's not quite as bad as the English McLean the week before. I think that yeah. was like 60, 70 to 12 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's absolutely dominated that ruck contest, but our midfield's gone to work. Yeah. Yeah. So is that sustainable though? That's that's the big thing. I, I think when you're getting that type of discrepancy, it is. So that's it's 48 hitouts to 30 when you include Armadi as well. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that's fine, and uh, I think you know that they're expecting to lose at half the time, so you can plan for that. And I just think they're doing it a little bit better. And when you got Errol in there, who's just the the most natural instinctual player. He he can go to work in there, and Parks has been doing it for fifteen years, and he, I I think the mix he's just getting right in that midfield. Yeah, it's clicking, and I feel I feel like perhaps he's getting back to some pretty good form too. Last two weeks, yeah. what he what he kicked four against the the doggies last week, and he's had the two on the weekend. He, he's had eighteen touches. He had plenty of CBAs. He was. And his clearance game would have been strong, I'm sure, what's he had. The four clearances, and I'm pretty sure they're all going to be from centre bounce attendances. Yeah. You know, perhaps in form is crucial. I Yeah, I love seeing him in around the clearances. Yeah. I think he's work rate around there. I think he's someone that when he gets around the ball, their players have a really tight, you know, look at him and, and don't want to get, you know, don't want to allow him too much room. He, sure. He's that one. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, the, look, it was a really, really good performance and a, a really even performance across the board. And this is what we saw last year. We were looking at our numbers and yeah, Parks had the 31 there, right? But from Jake Lloyd having 23 down to Nick Blakey having 14, you know, Just that even that even contributions. Yep. And the, you know, there's no, there's no passengers on the weekend. You've even got Wixie there having you know, only the seven touches. But yet, you just want Wixie in there for the pressure. His impact, it, his impact was huge. Yeah, for sure. And the numbers probably don't read it as no. good as they should. But I, I think the team balance is just getting there. We're not relying on p- big games from players. And the mix is just starting to... The continuity, Matty. I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's it. And we talked about it for a long, long time. We knew as Swans fans, as the faithful, we knew that once we got players back... We'd be all right. We are, we're okay. We're, we're in most games. We just need players back. Yeah. We've, we've got players back. We're almost at full strength. And these are the results that's, that it's producing now. And yeah. It was always going to happen. Yeah. You get that consistency across the board. And th- this is exactly what's happened. For sure. And, and another guy who we should mention, and this is how I think he should be played, is Isaac Heaney. Yeah. The, the spring he's back. It is. He's, he's flying at contests. He hasn't brought down any huge grabs, but he's competing really hard. He's had the seven touches, seven uh, marks, 14 touches, and he's kicked the two goals as well. He's a forward. He's, he's a, a forward. I think he's a forward. <laughs> he's a forward. Yeah. It's uh, 
He's an interesting player and will always be discussing stuff to do with Isaac Heaney, but his output the last two weeks has, has been where we where we need him at. And he's playing the role for the side and he's just got that power running ability too. Like we saw it with that first goal he's kicked from 60. It's that Petraka kind of mould, isn't it? It is. He gets out on the fat side and he has the, the burst to get away and then, and then kick from distance. It's um, and yeah, is, it's really good. Is it any coincidence that our forms kind of started to hit pretty well when Robbie Fox has gone back into his position? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, that's one magnet you don't throw around. Yeah, Fo- Fox is solid up there in that back six. It, it's looking solid, and I don't think we'll see too many changes this week. You know, there, there's going to be a change with that sub, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it in the preview, but I think we'll see an unchanged side. For sure, mate. Well, that just about wraps us up. It's um, pretty comprehensive there. It's a sensational win. It's four points. It's two wins in a row. And it's what we've got to keep doing is just notching these wins up and getting it done. Just one week at a time. One week at a time. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Now, Mads, you know what makes a house a home? What makes a house a home, The dude? back garden. The back garden. Now, if you need anything done in your back garden, Mads, you hit up Pat Clark at Dingo Landscapes and Designs on 0408485397 and speak to Pat and he can sort you out for anything you need. Even if you need a job, he's hiring first, second, third year apprentices. Hit up Pat, he can sort you out. Dingo Landscapes, hit him up on your Instagrams and get your garden sorted. Thomas Wines are proud sponsors of True Bloods for the month of July and whether it's a bottle of Shiraz or a bottle of Semillon, they have the wine for you and they've sorted you out with a discount code as well. Use True Bloods at checkout for 15% off. That link is in the show description or in the link tree. And if you're in the Hunter Valley region, you've got to go in and see Tomo and the team on the corner of Hermitage Road and Mistletoe Lane in Pacolba, New South Wales. Mention the potty at the shop to receive your discount. Welcome back to True Bloods, the social seg. Maddie, we love a little bit of social engagement, don't we? We love it. We absolutely do. We do. And, and they have got around us this weekend. They have. They have. There was a few post-game. We'll start off with Matty Stavros. Here we go. I don't mind the uh, old manifestation <laughs> bloods. It's good from, from Maddie and his mates who send them through quite regularly. Straight to the point. It's yeah, good. <laughs> we got Louise Curtis from Canberra here. Here we go. Hi, boys. Louise here from Canberra. Coming to you from Optus Stadium tonight as Isaac is kicking a goal with seconds left. Bloody fantastic. Wilbur came to the party. It's been a wonderful night. Buddy wound back the clock a bit. He did. It's been fantastic. Up the potty, up the bloods. I'm excited. See you, boys. I really, really want to do the trip to WA. Oh, it's, you know what I hope? Next year, gather round, Frio or West Coast the week after. Yeah. Or the week before. Yeah. And I'll do both. For sure. It's, yeah, I really want to get over to I reckon WA. that's the best way you'll get me over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as far to go, is it? You've got to take the whole week off. Absolute <laughs> killer, though. Got Amanda Latham hey. coming through. Here we go. Fellas, it's Amanda from Eastern Kilda. Just ringing in after watching the replay again. It's official. Two in a row. We're on a winning streak. Go, Bloods. Good on you, Amanda. Loves the blood. She does. She was in fine form at the riser. <laughs> few, few drinks. Did she had a few wines, had she? Few, few rosés. <laughs> rosés. Love to see it. 
Jeez, it's good down at the riser, isn't it? There's no better place to watch in Melbourne. Highly suggest to get down there if Absolutely. you are for a, a Swanee's home game or away interstate or out of Melbourne. A, just for a midweek steak. It is a sensational steak <laughs> down there. Got Chris Coleman, the bearded swan. Mads, Deebs, faithful. Will How good was Will Haywood back at his best, getting the job done over there in the West? What a solid team performance that was. Led by Parker with his 31 disposals. You know, James Rowbottom doing his thing with his eight tackles. Braden Campbell stepping up, 10 tackles, going at 95%. But Logan McDonald and Big Budwa, both, both contributing to the scoreboard. What we love to see. Isaac Heaney taking clangers. What we love to see. This is good Swans football. I'm very proud of them. They did so well this week. But we've got two away matches. So we've got to step up and keep playing. But I turn my attention to Dermot Brereton. You're a flog. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Yeah, it's Bitted funny. Swan. See you later. Derm is uh, he's a funny one to listen to, isn't he? I agree with a lot of the stuff he says, but he just comes up with some absolute crap too. Some of the, some of the things that he talks about is like, what, what is going through your head? Where are you going <laughs> yeah. with this? You're on a tangent here. For sure. <laughs> For sure. It's, um, Unless it's about Hayden McLean. Yeah, because yeah, he coached him <laughs> yeah. when he was like, and, and Ollie Florin yeah. as well, I think. But the, I'm telling you, the, there was a clear difference on the weekend. It's one of the biggest things I take out of the weekend is Logan McDonald playing half forward and Bud being the, the sort of the clunker mm. and, and smashing the pack. Sort of Amar- Amadi having limited impact, but I think he's got the potential to be that man in the air. He's going to be the one crashing the packs, and it's just it made us look so much more dynamic. And you look at the two goals that Logan kicked on the weekend: one front and center snap, sensational, mm. and one opportunist goal. You know, off the off the deck. I feel like it's, you're you're big on this, aren't you? Like, huge on it, <laughs> huge on it. It's just we a player like Logan McDonald has to be used in the right way. Yeah, and you agree. Yeah, you, you gotta. You can't turn him into a player he's not, and mm. it's probably what we have tried to do with the way we've delivered the ball to Bud for mm. probably the last, you know, two years. Mm. Even though we we're quite successful last year, it wasn't on the back of Buddy kicking sixty, seventy goals, was no. it? No, so I, I think it's just a really important point. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. We've got Susan here coming through on the Facebook. Sorry, I'll go with this one first. Sorry. Greetings, Faithful. First time caller here, Susan in Adelaide, previously Sydney. I wanted to comment on how I felt Buddy version 2023 all came together in the game against Frio on Saturday. Firstly, he's taking out what no longer works well, like he's not bending down for a pickup or running down the ground with the ball. Two, he's adapting his opportunities, for example, dishing the ball off to midfielders running through and doing this much more effectively than he has been. Three, he still draws an important opposition defender or two, so is sucking up their resources. Four, he's polishing what he's good at, field kicks and committing to forward defence. Five, when the ball comes in high, he now has two options, either tapping it down almost like a ruck to the players below, and as was commented on endlessly in the broadcast, he was taking fabulous overhead marks, which he is not known for. And as an aside, I think... 
Oh, see, this is, you know she's a first-time contributor because that's the minute, right? And she's got another 30 seconds, and there's always a one warning, Susan. For the, so de- for the debut. For, for your debut. I'm going to play the, the remaining 33 seconds because I like what you're saying about the bud, but, you know, just work it into that minute for next time. We love your contributions. Here we go. Here's the second part. Sorry, that was a bit long, but and as an aside, I think it's the second week in a row he's taken a great one-hander. Six, maybe because he's found his right and proper place in the team and the game. He's having a lot of fun and therefore feeling less pressure with his goal kicking. All of this gives space for the others to find their right place and get their kicking boots on as well, including Haywood, Heaney, Paps, McDonald. It's win, 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 and that's how many wins we need in the next five weeks. Up the swans. Up the potty. Yeah, I agree with a lot that she's saying there, Maddie. Do you feel like she could be a coach? <laughs> yeah, she talked us through it nicely in depth. There, I, I agree with most of that. Yeah, for sure. We it, talked about it earlier with you know how he's adapted now. Yeah, which is what was highlighted there. For sure. Now we might jump over onto the Instagram to get their reactions from post game. Because Debo, we're on your Instagram. And we are on your Facebooks <laughs> as well, Matty, for sure. We've got RP, Big Ryan Petrasevix from over in Adelaide. Here we go. G'day boys and the faithful, trust you are well. There's about forty seconds left in this game. Bloody hell. That is blood's footy, isn't it? The cogs were ticking, cylinders were flying. He needs to talk a fucking screamer. <laughs> Last kick of the game it'll be. Parker leading by example once again, Captain Courageous. That is the footy we fucking like, boys. Get around that. How fucking good. And Buddy can take an overhead contested mark. Who, who would have thought? Not me. Anyway, up the potty, up the fucking swannies. Let's go. So good. I love how it's people's first reaction to the game's not even finished. It's like, get a voice note through. That's when you get the best content. Did we meet Ryan in Adelaide at Gather Round? Uh, I don't know if he was at the pregame. We've met him at the... um at the Union a couple of times he's come. Oh. So good fella Ryan and his brother. The Petrasevic boys, we've got Andrew Sargent coming through here. <laughs> What's that sound? The Swans' final hopes are still alive. Come on, the Bloods. What a game. William Hayward, BOG, Buddy Franklin looking like the buddy of old. Isaac Heaney actually kind of kicked straight tonight. It was a great defensive effort from Harry Cunningham and the whole crew. How bloody good. We're still alive. Come on, the Bloods, and up the bloody potty. He's excited, Big Take a Andy. breath. Take a breath, Andy. <laughs> oh, so good. But, yeah, there was a lot of players in form. And, yeah, Will, Will Haywood was so exciting, man. He, he's got sticky jukes. He always has. I don't know why he goes for the chest so often. And there was a, it was a period there where I think he went something like 20-plus games. Kicking a goal. Kicking a goal. Yeah. And then it all just stopped. But, yeah. So, get, he can kick straight. For sure. And extend the Dukes out. And I'm sure he'd mm. take a lot more contested grabs. But it's good to have Wilbur back in form. We've got Damo Hagen here. Days of Mad Potty! Oh, it's Damo from WA. Migsy from WA. Hey, we're, we're just doing a... a vi- That's Trent! Hey, <laughs> we're just doing a victory lap to Obza Stadium. Hey, <laughs> how fucking good! Great win. Love you guys. Bye, Bye enjoy. Damo's the best. Well chuffed. We need to get over there to Perth. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Damo's the best. He was... um When I was so anxious, grand final morning, yeah. I was like... At the before the union opened up, we're at 
the uh, the swan on the corner. It was about <laughs> 9 30, 10 o'clock, and we're on the jars nice and early. He's a great fella, Damo. We've got Ruthie from Caulfield. Here we go. Hello, boys. Hello, loyal Swans fans. Well, fantastic win for the boys. Gee, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Trouble was, my foxtail had blown up, the box had gone, and I had to watch it on my iPad. So it wasn't as large as life, but it was still great. So go Bloods, up the potty, up the Bloods, and onwards to victory. Good on you, Ruthie. Look forward to a drink with Ruthie on the weekend. She'll be down at the down, uh, the, mail. At, down at the mail exchange for sure. Georgie Molner, he's 18 now. He'll probably hey. be at the pub for a beer as well. <laughs> Big Georgie. George Hill, if Sydney win against Essendon and Melbourne compete Richmond, we jump two spots on the ladder. We're about 10th. Like, And for everyone who doubted us, it's, we're in the hunt boys. The tidal waves are just slowly getting bigger, you know. You can start to see, like, the water's getting higher. <laughs> it's starting to get, you know, swirly and, you know, you start getting motion sickness if you went in that. Yeah, good on you, Georgie. It's uh, some, some big movement at the moment, isn't there? Absolutely. It's building. It's building. Now, we might go with the, the hashtag Ask the Faithful. Let me just get it up here. We went. I went with hashtag Ask the Faithful. The old cliche really stands true for us. One week at a time. This week, we take on the Bombers going back to last year. They clipped us at the G, which got our season rolling. Hopefully, it does the same thing this year, except taking the four points at the same time. How do we get it done against the Dons? Who are the key matchups? Best answers to be featured on the potty. And we've got Bailey Field coming through. Here we go. G'day, Mads, Debs. Can only assume that you're well. In response to the Ask the Faithful question, uh, for mine... For yours. The, the biggest matchup we need to worry about is in, in the ruck. They're not going to have their number one ruck in Sam Draper, and we're not going to have the hick. So if we can halve the hit-outs, it'll go a long way to us winning the clearances, and it'll go a long way for us to winning the, in, the, the midfield battle as a whole. And, you know, once our mids get firing, it's it's bloody hard to stop us. So, love the work you guys are putting out. And uh, keep going well into 2024. There's a flag coming. We all know it. And uh, we can't wait to go along the ride with you. Bailey from um, from Sydney. Good on you, Bailey. Appreciate the contributions, mate. Have you got some... I was reading some of the comments. Read out some comments Dave there, yeah. That's why I missed that little moment. For mine. Um, I really like... <laughs> this is this one's actually just funny. From Ryan Perry. He's had a couple of mates in it. And he says, Luke Parker goes right up to Dylan Shield and <laughs> reminds him that he's his father. <laughs> <laughs> That's sensational. I, I think Shields, you'll be out injured again. Probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah, get, get some more ready there, mate. We'll go with Cyril Eilert. Isle it like pilot. <laughs> Faithful, Deeble, Donnelly. Hey. me well, Cyril from Baronia here. Um, how do we beat the Dons? Hashtag ask the faithful. I think something key, every time bloody Jake Stringer goes into the middle to go, oh, I'm going to get a clearance. Oh, kick a goal. <laughs> get fucked. I want to see Isaac bloody Heaney crunch him in a tackle. And dish off to Errol, 
Errol hits, but on the lead. Whack. Another awful memory for Essendon supporters. I just want to say that again and again. Isaac, in the middle, you're big and strong. Your little punchy centre bounce attendances. Just a few little nice ones like that, and we win by five goals up the potty. Yeah, good on you, Cyril. Hope you're getting down on the weekend, mate. It'd be good. Got another one there? Yeah, I got one from Robert Richter. I'm going to go with Richter. Richter, yep. For mine... For yours. It is not rocket science. Continue a bit of the same. Errol has proven that low and direct kicks work very well. He's the best in the comp for that. Unfortunately, we are still heavily relying on Buddy, and yes, it worked last week, but the Dons will be wiser. We need to dominate the ruck, and we all know that will be a tough ask. Heaney needs to kick straight. Two, but showed signs of stellar form. Lastly, a couple of very important guys did not fire last week. McCartan, Amati, and Wicks. Even Rampy, stick fat, we can do this. Up the Swanies, onwards to victory. And then, he, and then he's followed up with a comment. Listen to the potty. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And we've got a, a voice note here from our fearless leader, Madison Clark, over from Thailand. Must here be we, nice. Must be nice. <laughs> Lads, I assume you're all well, M. Clark. Uh... Calling him from Thailand, Rayleigh Beach. Riley, Rayleigh? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll find out. I uh, hope you're all well. Phenomenal win against Fremantle. Couldn't watch any of it because every bar in Costa we had the pies and power game on. But that's okay. I've um, watched the highlights a number of times. Thrilled with Buddy. Thrilled with Errol. Thrilled with Parker. Thrilled with Will Haywood. Welcome to the party, son. Um, simple, simple equation. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. And I think we can do that. We've shown that we can do that. We're ready to go. Let's go. Let's actually go. (laughs) Matty Donnelly, thank you for stepping in. David Baxter, miss you terribly. (laughs) Um, Look, all I've got to say from now is... Go, boys. <laughs> Go, boys. Nah, good to hear Do from you, Do you reckon he has found any gluten-free beer oh, in Costa Movie? See, I don't know. It'd be oh, a tough find know. over there. What would he be on if there's no, no gluten-free beers? Oh, on the bodies or something. <laughs> Who knows? A little gin. He's taking his bottle of True Bloods gin over there. <laughs> Can't get that in duty Something free. like that. <laughs> Got a few more comments here, Maddie. Parthy goes with Fox on Langford and Tommy on Wright, which we... I'm sure we'll be discussing in the upcoming uh, preview and Tubby Singh, forward half pressure. Wicks was amazing and hope he can come bring that again. Got one here from Adam Roberts. Once again, win the contested footy and the clearances. Shut down Merritt Parish in the mids and team defence against Wright, Langford and Stringer, who out of form but does fire up against us. I think he's pretty bang on there. Yeah, for sure. DMAC33, have a feeling Campbell is about to unleash again and bring back some form that has been missing a bit the past few weeks. I think Braden's been okay. I sort of disagree with that, but I I read the first part, and yeah, he's about to unleash. He's got a big game in him. And, and Brett Wilson says, just kick straight. We would have won a lot more games if we had just kicked straight, which was a huge thing on the weekend. Kicking straight made a huge difference. Uh, I couldn't find... If anyone can write into the page where you would find a set shot stat from the weekend, it's impossible to find online. Yeah, right. I could not find it. I was looking for it the other night. But we kicked a lot straighter, took opportunities, and made a big difference, Matty. 
I got one more from Jaden Roberts. Rowbottom to quell Merritt. Goulden to move back to a wing. McInerney to be accountable for Martin. A wildcard tactic might be to reintroduce Clark to tagging a halfback and Redmond would be a great person to stop. Most importantly, bring the same pressure and execution as the Frio game. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a good point. And we, we talked about that tag too. Wouldn't mind seeing it. And Delanaby. On over on your Twitter says, I am a bit more interested in our transition footy. At times this year, it has resembled last year's great flow and kicking through the corridor. At other times, it has dried up completely or we've panicked and demonstrated some really poor execution and decision-making. And I think it's just all about getting that balance right, is when to go, um, keep possession, look for the open man, and when to take on the game and sort of try create... That open flow, mate. Just make the right decisions. For sure. And thanks to Thomas Wines for sponsoring the, the social seg. Jump onto the website, as we've mentioned. Thomas Wines, it's in the show notes and also in our link tree as well. Use True Bloods at checkout for 15% off and treat yourself to a fine fine case of Semion or your Shiraz, Matty D. It's, <laughs> uh, it's a sensational drop. I've got a couple and I reckon that'll begin to run on Sunday, mate. But uh, we'll be back right after this for the preview. You know, Deeble, I wasn't much of a dog person until I met my dog, Leo. He's a good boy, Leo. He's a good boy. You know where I leave him when I go to work? Where do you leave him, Mads? I leave him in the capable hands of Matt Donnelly at Man's Best Friend Melbourne. He specialises in dog walking around the Stonington Council area, on lead only, small groups, uh, dog sitting overnight, and he also does puppy training one-on-one, Deeble. Well, you find Matt Donnelly at Man's Best Friend Melbourne on your Instagrams, Mads, and he's on your Facebooks as well. So hit up Matty and he'll get you sorted. Jeez, I think Leo could do with a bit of that one-on-one training, Deeble. Mention the pod and book any service and get a swan's dog tag engraved. How good is that? You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, Deeb? I love the swannies. Oh, so do I. You know what I hate, Mads? What do you hate? It's how no one talks about it. Oh, doesn't it just kill you? Now, Faithful, I need you to jump on your socials. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So jump on there and give us a follow. If you listen on Spotify, follow and rate five stars. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate five stars and leave us a glowing review. The Faithful support is what makes this potty what it is. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swannies. Welcome back to True Bloods, the preview for the Dead Set Must Win Clash against the Dons on Saturday night, 7.25 at Marvel Stadium, Matty. Under the lid. Now, we'll be doing a bit of a pre-game, the last pre-game, the last game in Melbourne, I'm pretty sure, isn't it? it? Well, I mean, calm your jets. We could get another one in Yes, exactly right. Yeah, of the regular season, we (laughs) will go with. But we'll be catching up at the Mail Exchange Hotel on Burke Street there, just down the stairs from uh, the train station there, Maddie. For those who don't go, we generally take over a large section. Yeah, and look, the Mail Exchange is a little bit harder. I caught, tried to call them up today and book a table and unsuccessful in the bar area. So we'll be getting down nice and early and trying to get a table there. But we want to see as many True Bloods faithful as we can down there because it's the last uh, regular season game that we will probably be doing unless we sneak up to Sydney quickly later in the year but the last one down in Melbourne for a little while so definitely get down wear your True Bloods merch get on your new beanies there are a few of them getting around at uh, the game at the at the G 
what was it, two weeks ago Mate. or three weeks ago against the, the Tigers. It was good to see. Um, so get your True Bloods merch on and we'll we'll buy your beer and, you know, just get the faithful together from about five o'clock at the Mail Exchange, Matty. That sounds good. That'll be good. A few beers to be drank before the game and we'll be in full voice as always, I'm sure. But, mate, it's a, it's a big game against so the Dons. Big. These games are always big against, Huge. against Essendon. They sparked the run of the unbeaten run last year. They've got over us a couple of times in close contests. Yeah. What else was there? The three goals in three minutes, Gary Rowan. There's yeah. been some... Some tight ones. Yeah. Tight, exciting stuff. There and has. Yeah, fuck. We all a clip for last year. That's <laughs> That killed me because I went to the game with a few Essendon mates and yeah. fuck, they had it over me for a while because yeah. I was very boisterous because we should have beaten them. We were in a, a lot stronger ladder position than we were this year, but it's... Uh, Big clash. What what's your take on Essendon this year? Well, I think they they they've played some really really good footy when they're up and going, and you know they're not challenged, but I think they they lack a bit of heart. They lack a bit of heart yep. and and consistency in their game, and it's either the free flowing exciting footy, but if you can stem the ball flow of, of the Dons, it goes a long way to winning the game, and I don't think. We're just going to let them slice and dice us through the middle of the Don Dome, as they call it. Is that what they call <laughs> the it? The Don Dome. <laughs> That's disgraceful. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, look, I'm very confident going into this, and I'll back our boys in hard. And, you know, it's the players of, you know, it's really, really big for us, Jordan Ridley, not um, yeah, so playing big. this week, a main he's, distributor off halfback for them. He's probably been in the best form of his career. Yep. So, yeah, that, that out's massive. Apart from that, I'm not too concerned about their back six. Yeah. Uh, Redman, Laverde. Redman, who just re-signed today for five years. Laverde's been in pretty good form, yep. Heppel, not worried. <laughs> is he still playing? Yes, he is, he is. <laughs> um, not worried about him. Uh, I mean, Zach Merritt's easily the one, isn't he? Shut he, down Zach Merritt, you I, shut down the midfield. I think it's got to be a hard tag, yeah, personally. I think it, so it's, too. It's... He's so crucial to what they do. Or do you just back row bottom, getting the job done without tagging? I mean, it's kind of a tag role. It's kind of a tag, run with, run with, and, you know, try, do your own thing at at the clearance as well. But, yeah, Rowie makes sense. Rowie makes a lot of sense. And I I wouldn't mind, you know, if Clark was bought in for that. You know, the only time he's had a tag this year is is against Dacos. That's the one one game in 20 or 19 that we've played. Literally the only time he's done it. But Merritt is as important to Essendon as Dacos is to Collingwood. Big so time. I, I, I would really like to see that. It shows I'm just trying intent. to think back to last year because I don't think Clark was in the side then when we lost to them. No. He came in like probably the week after. Yeah. And then he played every game, on game since and he tagged everyone left, right and centre. Yeah. It, it's horses for courses. And I think we did that really well last year. And I, I would love to see a hard tag on Zach Merritt because he's a player. Yeah, he's the player. Great left foot. The the key to winning this game. I'm not concerned about Darcy Parrish. No. I either. think he just... Downhill skier. He is, yeah. And some yeah. of the stats prove that. I, I saw something flash up the other day where it was, and I know we're not a top eight side, but it was something along the lines of his efficiency drops 40% when he goes up into t- against top eight sides. Yeah, right. He just He's not a big game player. Yeah. And this is a big game, even though we're lower on the ladder. Well, the season's on the line this for is both, a big game. basically. Basically. And now, I think Peter Wright is a really interesting one. Mm. He is a big boy, two-meter Peter. And Loves he, playing who, at Marvel. Who goes to him? 
Well, it has to be Tom McCartan, doesn't it? Tommy goes to him. I, I, I think so. Just get body on him. They, they could even put sort of Foxy to him, possibly, because we, we saw Fox do the job in the, in the grand final and Peter Wright sort of moves a little bit like Jeremy Cameron does. Mm. Got the ability to get up the ground, has a lot of pings from you know around that 50 area getting those easy marks. And I like Foxy for his closing speed. Uh, yeah, I agree. Fox or Rampy on Langford. Yeah. And, if, and then if you shut down those two, yeah. they've got zero avenue towards goal. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And I think Langford's easily shut down. Yeah. Some, especially someone with the experience of Rampy. Yeah, for sure. But so yeah. I, I think we match up so well against them. There's no one really, you know, I look at their... I look at their back six and go, well, I don't think they really have a matchup for Heaney. Yeah. Heaney is a, obviously a tough matchup for most teams. Most but teams, yeah. Don't think they have a, a, a matchup for him. Oh, I think Buddy could go berserk, berserk on Brandon yeah. Zerk Thatcher. Yeah. <laughs> we saw what Hawkins has done to him. Yeah. I think Buddy has a day out. And, and, and funny, it's just the experience and, and body yeah. that you can put on a player like Zerk that, Thatcher. That's exactly what it is. For sure. And it, yeah, we saw Buddy really getting his body work right. Against Pierce on the weekend, and yeah, the contested grabs is a thing we love to see, and it's good for them not to have Jakey Stringer up and going either. He oh, is yeah. battling, he's he's heavy, he's all sorts of things. Has he been down for three years? <laughs> when was the last time he was up and about? Well, he fucking kicked two last quarter goals against us in that <laughs> yeah. round nine game or whatever it was. That killed me. Or oh, a bit later in the year, not round nine, but yeah, that's um, fair. Uh, Nick Martin on the wings had a pretty good year. Yeah, look at. Attention into him, but he's going to have his own people to worry about too. You know, I think, he's going to have Millsy or Errol. I think they rushed the Nick Cox back probably too quickly last week. Yeah, and he only had thirteen touches. He's usually one to worry about. Um, so yeah, like I said, I think we match up really well uh, against them. Now, what about our team, Deeble? What do you think? Well, it'd be interesting. I, I think we go with the same. We touched on it in. Uh, seg one, the yep. the ruck setup, the Andrew Phillips, he, he's mm. rucking for them, going well, mm. pretty pretty well. He's, he ta- his tap workout's not work is not bad, and it's probably one of the ruckmen you don't mind McLean and Armadi coming up against. I was about to say that, I think that I think the McLean and Phillips matchup is pretty on par. Yeah, and Nick Bryan, never heard of him. No, no, he I don't he, know who he, he was subbed off last week. He's I want to say it's his ruckmen. first year. Yeah. But so they're there two ruckmen. We I think we man up a ride. But as as I said in seg one, I, I feel like the the shorter ruck we in McLean and Armadi both one ninety seven. You know it's just gives us a bit more flexibility. I feel like we need to go into this game with the same attitude of the dogs game. Yeah, going into it with the thought process of we're a better side. Yep. We just are a better side. We're a better side than the dogs. And we got that job done. Yeah. And we're a much, much better side than Essendon. Yeah. For sure. I'm going to be really interesting to see what we get out of Logan McDonald this week. Mm. Real opportunity. And I, I, it's funny that they brought it up on the champion champion data talk on SEN of, of McDonald playing that half forward flank role rather than centre half forward. And I thought, just look out for it, Faithful, see if it is the case. And. You know, hopefully we're getting the output, but it, uh, ho- I'm hoping for a big game from Logues. He's my invitation to the party, Matty. Is it now? He is, yeah. Big you really want to see? You really want to see him deliver a lot over the next month? Because if we 
if what's going to happen is what we think is going to happen, yeah. he's our number one next year. Yeah. So we really want to be seeing over the next, you know, four to five weeks, the the performance that's going to say to every Swans fan, don't worry, I'm I'm the guy. Yeah. For sure, and I think we just said we're we're super talented in that in that forward, you know, f- half of the ground. I suppose you you got Armadi who jumps at everything, crashes the pack. He can do that. Bud's going to be doing that for the rest of the year, and then you got you know McDonald and Heaney being the the two lead up targets, and when they need to go, they can as well. But I think this sort of plays in a bit better to our game plan of the ball movement and everything like that and having the lead-up target rather than kicking to packs. And I think we saw that with our entries into forward on the weekend being really good too. And given that your comment there about ball movement, my invite for the party this weekend is Chad. The Chad. Second game back, you're going to him. Second game back, I think he should be good to go now. And we need, if we're going to make any kind of, you know, I know we only talk about one week at a time, but if we're going to make any kind of impact over the next month, he needs to be up and about. Yeah. Yeah, he's huge and he's a such a special player. There's not too many getting around like Chad Warner who can do what Chad Warner does. No. Uh, I hope hope we sort of see him in the middle a li- little bit more, bursting from contest, running through Marvel. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty sight when you do see it. Yeah. And and probably Nick Blakey as well, I think, is the other one. I, I probably want to see him with that run and carry a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Get your hands on that ball. Nice dry conditions under the lid there. Yeah, that's it, probably it, the it, other it's one. It's funny the Nick Blakey thing, right? We love to see it, right? The the lizard slithering through the middle of the ground, right? But when we're relying on that, it's very risky and not sustainable. Yep. So I, I, when the ball movement is like it was last week against Frio, I think that's what we want to see more. And then if the, the chance does come for Blakey to, to run and gun, 100%. You go for it, but it's good not having to rely on it at the same time. Yeah, yep. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah, like I said, I just think we match up really well against them. I don't think there's really much else to touch on in terms of matchups there. Nah, for sure. Who do you, Swans by how far, mate? Uh, three? Three goals. I mean, we could do a number on them, couldn't I, we? I, I went with five goals last week, and I'm going with five yeah, goals again. Fair. It's uh, I hold them. They're, they're out of form. It's going to take mm. a, a reversal on form from them. Big. And I mean, they've got some main injuries. And, yeah. You know, it's going to be tough for them. And if they do it, it, it's hats off to them. It's a really impressive performance. But... I just back us in. I think we're back in form. The last three weeks have been sensational. Bloods by five goals, Matty. Bit of bit of bit of water. Bit of water moving. Yeah, there will be bo- there will be tectonic plate movement <laughs> for sure. It's building, mate. It is building. building, and we will be back to the mail exchange for bulk beers, probably regardless of oh, the yeah. result. Saturday night in <laughs> Melbourne. Saturday mate. night, regardless <laughs> of the result, mate, we'll be out for beers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we might jump over into the tipping, Matty. Oh, yeah. How, how are you going in the tipping? Nah, look, I did have a string of three or four good weeks, but then I went rogue. Yeah. Um, let me bring it up. Yeah, I went rogue because you have to, don't you, if you want to climb. Do. Yeah, it happens. And, <laughs> and we've then seen you go it from rogue a... on the wrong tips. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen it from a few. But at the top of the ladder, we've got William Anson and Dale Image online on 120. Oh, come on, Dale. 
who picked the perfect nine for nine on the weekend. So they're one clear from Blake Mather on 119, Jezza B on 118, and Methodical Flame, still don't know the full name, I can't read it, <laughs> on 117, Greg on the Goldie on 117 as well. I run the footy tipping comp at the pub. I do a little bit of work at Deeble. And I can tell you there are a lot of nervous people because we give away a free meal for every full round of tipping. Yeah. There were about 17 nervous people when North were up by (laughs) three goals in the third quarter. It was. It looked a bit dicey there. (laughs) The the Friday night clash this week, Maddie Collingwood v Carlton. Yeah, look, I'll be there for that one. I reckon we're looking at 92K on the G. Yeah, for sure. Collingwood will absolutely slaughter them. I think so too. Pies for mine as well. For yours, Deepal. Uh, Geelong and Frio. Geelong by GMHBA, totally agree. Bulldogs and GWS. This is an interesting one. Now, look. Who do we want? If we're talking about the predictor. Yeah. (laughs) It's a big game for the predictor. This is a big game for the predictor. Yeah, 100%. The dogs are a couple of points above GWS, but we play GWS next week. So I think the best result for us is a dog's win here. Dogs win, and then we... And then we knock over GWS. Yeah, we've we got to climb, don't we? So we... We have to climb. Yeah. And we can't climb over the dogs in two weeks. Yeah, so you rather dogs extend the margin... Yeah. ...and then jump over GW. Yeah. Yep, I like it. Gold Coast and the Lions. The Q Clash, the... as they call it. <laughs> yeah. Is that worse than Battle of the Bridge? What do you reckon? <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. <laughs> Battle of the Bridge when they're both on the same side. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brisbane easily. Yeah, Brisbane... Uh, the showdown, Adelaide v Port. This is big. Yeah. This is big. Adelaide have been playing all right lately. Yeah, look at that. They put, took it up to Melbourne on the weekend. I don't think Melbourne are too crash hot. And I, I think, don't. I think Adelaide's slightly out of form too. They've only played the one quarter and gone really close. And it's going to be an Adelaide home crowd. I'm going to go Adelaide. Port for mine. Uh, Hawthorne and St Kilda. <laughs> this is another game that the Saints could just lose, hey? Yeah. Hawthorne. Hawks? Been okay. Gonna, They're on the right track, Hawks. Yeah, go Hawks for, for us. Well, yeah, Hawks, true. Fuck yeah, they for let us us. Down. Okay, go, let's just reverse then. Yeah, Hawks. Port would be good for us. Yeah. Everything else was good, yeah. And Hawthorne. And sorry, yeah, Hawthorne would be good yeah, for us. For sure. Richmond and Melbourne. Go D's. D's, yeah. We need to keep climbing. And West Coast. <laughs> West Coast and North. <laughs> You know about it. There'll be 60,000 there as well. For sure. They just go. West Coast still rock up, man. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can't tip that one. Uh, I think West Coast. The TV won't ever be on for that game. Yeah. For sure, mate. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. A few beanies up for grabs still. There's a few of them. Um, everyone's jumped on board with this second order that we've put in. Expect them in the next four weeks or so. So if you're interested in a beanie, jump on there. I've got the Thomas Wines, which Thomas is Wines. sensational, mate. You've got to jump jump on a Shiraz. 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 <laughs> You've got to jump on. And they've got the semi on as well. So if you jump on to the link in our bio or in the show notes and use True Bloods in capital letters in the coupon co- as a coupon code, 15% off, Matty. How good is that? That is so good. And, Dave's I can tell you, I'm from Newcastle myself, so the Hunter Valley is right in my backyard. Thomas Wines and the Semion. The Semion is what 
the Hunter Valley does best. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're known for their semi-ons, and Tomo does a great job. So jump on their support. Tomo, support the show. And that's about it. That wraps us out. Get down to the mail exchange. Get to the mail. From about 5 p.m., we'll be down there. Few beers. 100%. Really get in full voice before the game. Walk across to Marvel. LFG, baby. This has been True Blood. The number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast, number one in the hearts, number one on the charts, Maddie speaking, words of wisdom, up the potty. Now, Dable, after working uh, a fair few years in a big four bank, I want to get to a point where I've got a, a property in Melbourne and a property in Sydney. Now, if I'm in Sydney, Dable, and I'm doing some uh, landscaping, you know who I'm going to? Who are you going to? Dingo Landscapes and Designs. Pat Clark is the main man there, and this is a gentleman who operates you know, predominantly around the northern eastern suburbs of Probably where I'd be, I would have thought, Dable. For sure. You jump on the his Instagram, at Dingo Landscapes, and you have a look at some of the stuff he's doing. He's got the outdoor areas. He's got the nice pavers out there as well. It, it's sensational. And you hit Pat Clark up on 0408. 485397. Now, he's going to come around and give you a free quote and an on-site consultation. Um, and so tell your friends. But also, he's hiring. First, second, third year apprentices, Deeble, give Pat a call. There could be some work for you. Definitely. Just his number again there, 0408 485 397. Hit up Pat and he can sort you out.